Hello and welcome to the Children and Books podcast. And I'm really happy today we are talking to Agustina. She's an historian and also she uh, translated our children books to the Spanish language. I'm happy that all of you are here and uh, greetings from Hamburg. Hello. Hello, Agustina. I'm very happy that you are today our guest. We worked together for years now and it is nice to continue with it in another way. And hello to Rachel, to Scotland, that you are with us today. <laughs> I'm very happy. Hello. Yeah, it's lovely to be here today. And hi, Augustina. Nice to meet you. Hi, the same. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> Maybe, Augustina, you would like a little bit to introduce yourself to, the, to our listeners, who you yeah. are. Yeah, uh, as uh, Lubina already said, we have been working together now for some years at the University of Leipzig, but I came to Leipzig, where I also live, uh, and Lubina as well, uh, 2006, from Buenos Aires, where I was born. Actually, I uh, lived in Buenos Aires 21 years, and then I moved to uh, Leipzig as a student. Yeah, and that's where I saw. I already had been in touch with the German culture through my school in Buenos Aires. It was a Waldorf German school. Um, then, yeah, I it was not planned, but I I jumped in uh, the in Germany and the German culture here in Leipzig, <laughs> and I have been living here ever since. And now I have two children with my German husband, and we are trying to, uh, yeah to have a bilingual, I don't know, education or, yeah, them growing, then allow them to grow up in a bilingual, yeah. That's great. What an, what an exciting time to come to Leipzig when you're 21. And yeah, embrace, of course. <laughs> and embrace a new culture. Yeah, yeah. And I guess I'm interested in um, your, your translation of Lubina's books and... <laughs> um, And you must know quite a bit about about children's storybooks because you have small children. So, how has been how has the process been for you of, of translation? And, and what do your what have your sort of children taught you about translation? Maybe. Yeah, it's nice because I'm not a professional translator, but I live between languages also in my work. I write in English and German and Spanish. But of course, translating a, a children's book for uh, Spanish is a big challenge because as many knows, the, this language is spoken in many, many countries mm -hmm. with really different cultural heritage and, and environments and traditions and so on. So it was I was always asking myself, okay, is that Argentinian Spanish or mm -hmm. is that a Spanish that other children would be able to relate to uh, sitting, for instance, in Mexico or, or even Spain? Uh, so that was a nice thing. Uh, I mean, I wrote also a book in Spanish uh, about history, Latin American history, and I had as well this question. But when you are uh, translating a book for children, of course, you cannot allow yourself to use that more perhaps yeah a scholarly a scholar uh, um, yeah terminology or words where you know okay everyone will understand that eh? so that was really nice thinking about that and of course always thinking okay this is this book uh, 
is in many languages about the stories are uh, for the global uh, for the global uh, for the north uh, hemisphere because of the of the of the plants for instance yes. and the landscapes mm. and so on <laughs> which of course for us as i mean in latin america we get a lot of uh, because also because also because of the translation industry mm. and editorial industry will get a lot of uh, books from uh, europe Uh, so we are used to that, but it was something that I realized wh once and again when I was translating. Ah, okay, this plant. Ah, yeah, this, I didn't know that in Spanish because <laughs> I, we don't have this plant in Argentina. Yes, yes. So I have to look that after the dictionary and look. Okay, that's the German. Okay, the Spanish dictionary. That's a translation. Okay, is that correct? And so on. So it was. It was somehow uh, intercultural as well. <laughs> this is totally yeah. interesting that you mentioned the plants because in book three which I sent to the illustrator I I sent him pictures of the plants because he is in Indonesia and he doesn't know okay, the yeah. I don't know now the English names of the plants but mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's really and I, I remember how we how we were a little bit talking and discussing the question how to make the Spanish translation yeah Yeah. Very good, very But good. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. And as I told you, Vina, already, I mean, I, I, I work uh, in science and I write books and articles and so on. But it's the first time that I can write or translate something that also my, my children will enjoy. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a really interesting process. And, um, you know, and, and it's, it's multi layered as well, isn't it? Um, when you kind of think about it in that way and you know the Spanish language is is huge and spoken in so many different countries as you say and um, and so there is a real lovely intercultural feel about you know about what you've been doing but also the way Labina has has produced these books and you know with the with the illustrator being in um, Indonesia <laughs> yes and, yes And then all these translators in different countries in Europe and, yeah, and even the podcast, which has been sort of pan-European as well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah, know. I really... I really like the challenge because using different languages does not mean that we have to have all the same picture of something. So it's really nice to look, okay, yeah, it's a more like perhaps a Central European or Western European uh, forest, but mm -hmm. the, the characters are for everyone, are accessible for our Everyone can access these characters in the in the in the book, so mm. you still can relate to this uh, German forest through this uh, through these animals. So and these characters, I really <laughs> like that. Yeah, and maybe it would be something you have been on a German school in Argentina. I just I just imagine, wouldn't it be nice as a, a person as a child who is learning a language to to have such things. <laughs> Yeah, of course, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a lot of stories. Uh, storytelling is really important in the Baldorf education. Mm -hmm. So I think that's also how I learned to love uh, also this kind of uh, children literature. Uh, I really appreciate that. You can learn a lot. I, I mean, I, I enjoy it as an adult. Uh, I read for my children mainly, 
but and it's nice as that I know have an excuse to buy them. <laughs> but actually, no. I buy them also for me. I love children uh, stories and books and so on. There are so many amazing things, yeah, around. Yeah, it's a great way to to learn about the world through through story. I think for children. Yeah, and a lovely way to absorb sort of you know well different cultures as well you know if if they you know with with these books going into different countries it is a it is a way to absorb this you know different cultures different views of the world as well it's really so how did have you read the books to your children augustina uh yes the first one I showed them that's also because, the, of course, the pictures are so appealing and they are only three years old. So when I only read this boring, they need also the pictures. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. we listen once to the, how to say, uh, audiobook as well. For the second time, for the second one, I did not have yet the opportunity. But also with children, it's, I think it's um, wonderful that you have the possibility to read one book many times. So they get, they want to know what it's about and to get to know the characters so you can repeat it okay, okay. <laughs> for a long time. So, yeah. But we will see when, yeah, for the second, for the second story or the second book. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. And so tell me a little bit about your childhood, Augustina, and the books that you that were around for you and the different cultures in your, because, because there's multiculturalism within your family as well, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. It, um, as I said, perhaps a typical uh, uh, family story for Buenos Aires. Uh, my grandmother came from Ireland to Buenos Aires and then got married with an Argentinian uh, man. I did not get to meet her because she died really young but my mother, uh, okay, she has, she had this, uh, how to say, heritage from her mother, but also she was as well in, in English schools in Buenos Aires. So she tried to really, in, uh, how to say, in young years to show or to, to teach us the English language through mainly uh, stories and books and some traditions for, I don't know, Christmas and so on. So uh, with, uh, how to say, Christmas carols and all that kind of, yeah, yeah. Uh, media, so to say. And then I got in the German school because my el my parents uh, liked the, the, the teaching system or model or mm -hmm. approach. But I don't have a ger German family. I don't have German blood in my family. So we started, I started new, so to say, also with my sister, this, uh, yeah, this uh, German culture. We get to know, uh, yeah, with this, uh, in touch with this German culture. And I have everything in that sense because my mother does not speak German. So at home, we have more than like the local Argentinian, but as I said, also Spanish. Uh, so, books and uh, children books uh, also in English and then uh, slowly progressively also in uh, German uh -huh. yeah but for me German was more associated with the school but still I enjoyed because as I said the storytelling is really important for the Waldorf uh, education so mm -hmm. we had a lot of rituals and a lot of stories and even uh, even the Nibelungen uh, ring and so on, like more, um, I would say, high culture, not children-oriented uh, yeah, German uh, stories. So it was interesting. 
And Agustina, do you have here in Germany a Argentinian custom which you celebrate in your family? Yeah, for instance, we, as you said in English, we prepare our Christmas tree on the 8th of December because, okay, okay Argentina, Catholic uh, country, it's the, oh God, I, I don't think I will manage to say it in English, it's <laughs> Maria's Day, it's Mar Maria's yeah. birthday, something like that. It's not her birthday, but uh, it's complicated. <laughs> uh, so it's the day when you uh, have already when you uh, yeah prepare or get the Christmas tree tree in your living room. Mm -hmm. ah, and, yeah. that, and I really like it because uh, you have you you can how say you can have your Christmas tree for long time yes. so yes. at home and that's <laughs> something that we do with the children. Then we have a lot of national so to say uh, holidays. In the independence of Argentina and so on, but I'm not that interested in that mm -hmm. kind of more political history. Is of course for me it's important, and if the children, I don't know, manage to develop an in, an interest for the Argentinian mm -hmm. history and and present and so on, perhaps we might talk about that or do something on that. But uh, I am more about like more uh, not not the state holiday, so to say. <laughs> yes, mm -hmm. yes, yeah. yes. And then we have a lot of uh, European traditions, for instance, Eastern, uh, for us is the beginning of autumn. So mm -hmm. it's really weird to yes. celebrate the, <laughs> the, how to say, fertility the of, of <laughs> the nature in autumn. Yes. So it's uh, really funny. We still have that with perhaps more uh, religious aspects, but we also have like the Eastern eggs and the soul. Which so that, does not make yes. sense actually in the South, but we still have <laughs> That means you have got very warm Christmas now. You will have. Yeah, in summer. We, ah, yes. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. There are no pines for the for the Latin American Christmas. <laughs> so they wouldn't survive that. I mean, we have to. Yeah. Ah, we yes. should actually have palms, but uh, yeah, it would be weird. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now, are, you, are you going to Argentina this Christmas? Actually, I'm leaving after two and a half years uh, because of Corona, of course. Um, I'm leaving now in two days and I will meet my family and celebrate Christmas in Argentina. I don't know how long it has been since the last time because, as many know, Christmas is more like a, a expensive time to fly. And mm. everyone, that's mm. also a thing in Argentina for us, the school and everything is ending after uh, after uh, Christmas because after that you have the long uh, summer ah, yeah. holidays. Yes. So it's um, a little bit stressful uh, to be in Buenos Aires in December because everyone is getting crazy because they have to close everything and do everything and so on. So there um, is not that much Advent uh, feeling. Yeah, yeah. But it's also fun and, of course, um, New Year uh, in summer is amazing. It's, mm -hmm. it's like this kind of beginning and staying awake long because it's yeah because it's summer it's warm and yeah. So yeah. <laughs> if I could choose, I would celebrate uh, Christmas in Germany and yes. uh, New Year in Argentina, but that's not really ecological. It's not <laughs> our planet. So <laughs> yes, yes, okay. But, yeah, I would say thank you. We, I, I had now, yeah, I, I wasn't aware of that there is summer. I, 
I want the, the uh, picture that there is snow and normal Christmas, but nothing. It's <laughs> yeah. My children are really happy that they will be able to swim in the swimming pool next week. So <laughs> yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Argentina. Uh, thank you, Agostina, <laughs> that you were talking about Argentina. <laughs> thank you, Rachel, and I wish everybody a nice Christmas or in a summer place or in a winter place it's nice to be have Christmas <laughs> okay bye bye papa arrivederci bye bye, bye, bye. <laughs>